Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Queer and Married. Where we celebrate life, love, and culture through a Black queer lens. My name is Miller, and my pronouns are they, them. My name is Rashi, and my pronouns are she, her. You can follow us on Instagram, at Queer and Married. And shop our lingerie store at the Temptress Boudoir. Don't forget, you can catch all of our episodes online at www.queerandmarried.com. And you can also catch us on all your favorite streaming platforms. Enjoy. Peace. I've been at this shit for nine years. Now they start to call. I'm a DIY pioneer. They trying to get involved. Yippee ki yay About to set it off. I'm probably the only one. Yeah. I'm correct when you approach me. I can size you up. Taking all the shots like Kobe. Almost 81. Guess I got to play the goalie. And go and save me some. I'm probably the only one. Yeah. What they want. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're like, nobody wants to hear the click of the clucking. I mean, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I really can't stand anyway, sometimes. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Um, Whatever. I'll monitor. You'll monitor? You're slurping? <laughs> we're having coffee in the morning while we're trying to... Uh, record this episode and get it out there. So, yeah. Anyway, how you feeling this morning? I'm feeling really good, babe. How are good. you? I'm good. I'm good. Been getting a lot more sleep lately. So, yo, the rest has been real. <laughs> it's like, what else matters? Man, it feels hella good. So. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. You look yeah. good. Yeah, thank you. Glowing. Okay, look. Okay. Come on, skin. Skin. Look. Melanin out here popping. Yeah. Hair growing. Hair growing. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you, speaking of hair growing, you just posted a video and your hair is like growing like crazy. Yeah. I was looking at your, uh, looking at a video of you last year when we went to one of my friend's weddings and you know what I'm saying? Like my hair was hella Man, short. Man, we had such a good time. That wedding was fat. Okay? Oh my fat. God. It was so good. Oh, that was such a good time. That was my first time going to a wedding with a partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember I was like, I was like slightly nervous because yeah. I was like, wasn't sure what to, you know, like, what is this, you know, what is this like as a couple? Yeah, you know? it was good. Um, And I loved our outfit. Yeah. Like, it was, a, they asked all of the guests to wear white and uh, that's the song. What? I've been riding through the city. Hey, hey. hey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. We'll tell you all will get it later. <laughs> anyway, if we're just deciding what song we're going to open the episode with. So, yeah. But, um, so, you know, what's up, fam? You know, we wanted to, uh, we got two, this is the second to the last episode for this season. Yes. And today we're going to get into how we work together. Um, <laughs> I do it. Oh my god! No, it's. I think the 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 couch is doing some. Oh, I got you. Some some squeaking. <laughs> you know, sounding like what it is, yo. Oh, what's, what's up? up? That song is so ratchet. Yes, it is. I love it so much. <laughs> that squeaking band in the background. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, how do we work together? Like, um, as as if you've been following us, um, on social on our social media, um. Shameless plug to follow us on Queer Mary yeah. at Queer Married on Instagram. Yes, and I think we also have a Facebook page, but I'm uh, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, people always always ask us like when they see us working together um, out and about or whatever. I was like, how do you work together? And I think it's so funny. And people were like, I can never work with my spouse. Yeah. Or like, I can never work with my husband. I can never work with my wife. I can never work with them. Like, and we're just always just sitting there smiling. Like. like huh? I don't know if they're giving us feedback. Or... Right. It's like, wait. Because um... <laughs> we definitely work together. Right. Um, but I think, you know, we wanted to just get on and talk about how we work together and what, you know, working together looks like in our marriage yeah. and in our businesses and, um, yeah, going to there. So, so what do you think? Like, how, how do we even start working together? Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I definitely, um, oh my God, was it for, I feel like it was 
was for the show first. It was like I think I think so. I think um I feel like uh maybe it was the web series. I'm not 100% sure what project it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it, was, it, it I think all kind of just started series. blending together well, quite thing, honestly. Well, the thing is like Miller is a phenomenal uh detail wrangler and also like just has the mind for logistics next steps like how are we supposed to do this thing that we're you know putting together and so get shit um, done how do basically. we get shit done what, need, <laughs> what needs to be done who's going to do it when will we do it yes you know what i mean the who what do, what do i say the who the what and the and the how yeah and you know so over the you know over some time we've just been you know, trying to figure out, like, how can we show up to, you know, serve and provide for each other, you know, like, building a business um, as, you know, black queer people, you know what I mean, just facing, you know, various obstacles within, you know, the the work that we're wanting to do, it, you know, can prove to be challenging, you know, and so sometimes you don't have, I always say, like, you're three part-time people and all of them hate you, <laughs> you know, and you're the boss, you, you know, know? I love, I love that. Speaking of that, I love that meme where it's like, if you see me standing in the corner talking to myself, don't interrupt. I'm having a business meeting. Like, you know, this, meeting, this is the staff, staff meeting. meeting. Like, I love that. Because, I mean, because that's what entrepreneurship is like. Mm-hmm. And um, when we first got together, I had a corporate position. And so I was really just trying to support Rashi in um, the work that she was doing with some of her classes and her teaching work and then um I started consulting on you know I've always been consulting for as long as I can remember at this point and then it became a full-time venture at some point and so we just kind of just trade off you know what what kind of supports and we it took us a while I think to really figure out like what we were good at um, yeah. as a, collectively because when you're oh, doing yeah. it on your own you're doing everything yeah but then and it's just start... like you're just doing it to get it done it's yeah. not necessary it's you're wanting it to be as excellent as it can be but you also know like there's very limited time that you can spend on that one thing. And, and try to, exactly. And so I think like that time management piece and then just figuring out like who is going to do what yeah. uh, was really one of the, I think the most challenging things for us and then figuring out how to communicate through that on top of, excuse me, on top of the fact that we are and were newlyweds, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh and so gosh, yeah. just navigating basic communication in our relationship and then also trying to do that same thing in the business. And I think that the, the light bulb that went off for me was uh, being accustomed to being a leader, being a boss and, you know what I mean, you know, being the person that is uh, giving the direction. What the light bulb that went off for me was when I realized that I wasn't your boss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can, we can make suggestions and it needs to be more of a collaborative approach than it does me just being able to make a list and saying, this is who's going to do what. And mm-hmm. and also I hate making lists. So there's that, mm-hmm. you know, you're a great list maker. And so, um, and I think that, recognizing was, and, and that. I think that was probably challenging because it's like, the list maker is is usually the person that you are giving the directive to. Yeah, you know? for sure. And so I've just become accustomed to being a list maker because, you know, for my own life. I mean, y'all, she got notebooks <laughs> and notebooks <laughs> and notebooks of plans, lists, whatever. And I'm like, this is this is great, you know, because I don't know that um that I always have the attention span or even willingness to sit still long enough for that. Mm-hmm. But you are what uh, I love when someone describes you as an extreme startup because mm-hmm. you will get an idea and go, you know, and I'm kind of like, well, wait, let's look at, you know, what is this going to take? What are the implications? What resources do we need? Mm-hmm. And really finding that balance and that I think is really what began to change the game for us. And yeah. then um, learning how to cap. I mean, there's so many skills that I would say over the last couple of years that we have cultivated and learned. I mean, capturing content, yeah. like a oh, lot man. of a lot of Rashi's that... videos. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, babe. No, go ahead, babe. Uh, I was just gonna say a lot of the videos and stuff. You know, just finding ways to capture you and what felt like uh, the light that really represented your essence was something that I really wanted to work hard at, and and was mm-hmm. very, I think, and also being critical. But anyway, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking like. One of, uh, I remember when, 
I remember when <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling her to, to get closer to the I'm mic. Like, I know it. I'm like because I know what's I gonna got happen. This. We're gonna we're gonna listen. I know how to project. Okay. <laughs> wow. I know how to project. Okay. Yes. Mm, okay. Whatever Can you, you all say, hear me? They won't be able to respond. <laughs> <laughs> this, and, and this is how we work oh, together. <laughs> I cannot stand you. You are so bogus. <laughs> Whatever. Any, anyway. Um, so, no, I was thinking about um, when you started, when we were touring together. So, like, I'm in my, so when we met, I was on tour um oh my goodness talk about business lessons so i had been i've been teaching i've been teaching dance for over 15 years but i've been specifically building the practice of uh reclaiming your sexy and messy movement um for about the last 10 years 10 or 11 years and so i've always wanted to take my classes outside of chicago i um Finally, I was just like, you know, I had been, you know, I had done a class in New York, um, which was really dope. And But then it like kind of took me a few more years to get the momentum again to, you know, do the next class. And, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of a variety of logistics around travel, around booking space, around making sure that, you know, your the ticket price is adequate to be able to cover all of the expenses. And, you know, also making sure that you're not like lowballing yourself you know in the process because you know when you come home from these things like you want you need to have a another plan like there's yeah. there's something more it's not it's like you know being able to show up and do the work is is amazing but you also need to be fed from that you know when it's when it is your livelihood and so trying to find that balance was really tricky you know and finally I was just like forget it I'm booking this ticket to Oakland like I, I this is what needs to happen I don't know like I didn't even have I maybe had like four ticket sales or something like it wasn't enough to cover me actually doing you know a several day trip to Oakland so I was just like you know I'm just look I'm gonna book this hotel you know buy this ticket and you know we're gonna figure it out <laughs> and literally talk about stepping out on faith yo <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I, you know, I was like, I was really at a point in my life where I was just like refusing to um, sit down. You know what I mean? Like I had every reason, you know, in my mind to like, you know, just stop, you know what I mean? And to just like, you know, let the things that were happening to me or happening around me kind of define where I was going to go next. But, you know, something in my spirit was just like, no, I, I really need to, I really need to get to this city. And Lo and behold, like it, it was strange. I, I shout out to Frida Cheeks in Oakland because I've been watching uh, their videos, Breezy's videos for months. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so I, amazing. Wait, I mean, pause for a second. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Can we just discuss this name, Frida Cheeks? Yeah. Like, <laughs> free the Cheeks. I love that. Free the like, Cheeks. Okay? Yes, all cheeks should be free. All, all cheeks should be free. Uh, and would, they are. I would, add, I would add nipples too, but that's a whole. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but those two, okay? Wow. Um, but, like, I, I had been following Breezy's videos for months, and I was just like, this is amazing. Like, you know, and, and also shout out to Cookie Daniels in Chicago. Because Cookie teaches twerk classes that are just like, I mean, if you've never taken classes with Cookie, like, you are truly missing out on something. She is a drill master and just a phenomenal teacher and choreographer. Like, you. And you she did. really is a dope soul. Like, Man. you know what I'm saying? Like, she's just so kind. Cookie is just amazing. Amazing. And, and I really appreciate that. And so, like, I think looks kind of a bit of a segue, like being able, speaking of Cookie, like that was one of my first clients outside of you yes. to shoot content oh my for God. A, a, class, a, a dance class, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so being booked for other things because of the work that I was doing with you was like also a part of, you know, getting the, the, the getting train moving group. and getting the steam yeah. rolling and editing videos and learning how to do yes. that and just capturing movement is such a... I think it's just a different type of video content. Yeah. And to be able to capture the, again, the essence of the experience. So anyway, 
you went to you went to Oakland. Right. So I you know, I'm like it's like all of these different teachers that I've been, you know, following and wanting them, you know, to get in their classes and you know, one to step outside of my own box and, you know, to learn other styles that felt good to my body. And so um, shout out to Cookie and then shout out to Frida Cheeks because I got to Oakland and book had booked this hotel and I was like, oh, you know, I got there or whatever. And something was like, oh, you should look up when the Frida Cheeks class is happening and where it's going to be. Lo and behold, I had booked the hotel that was literally right next door to the studio where the class was. So I was like, what? Like, wow. I was, I mean, I was, it was just so serendipitous. And so I ended up going to the class, met all these amazing people, uh, and just had a ball. Like, I mean, if y'all have, if you, look, if you're taking a trip to the Bay, you need to make sure that you get there on a Saturday so that you can get in one of these classes because it will truly give you life in all the ways. Um, and then we ended up like, you know, Breezy shouted me out and a lot of people from that class ended up coming to my class and the class ended up selling out like just like randomly, That's you know, and it was just, it was just such a beautiful experience and really, you know, just kind of set the tone for really the next three years, you know, the Bay really became like a second home for me, you know, in, in that, in that instance. And my dad, before he passed, really wanted me to wanted me to go to Oakland for some reason and I never could understand why but you know this this trip for sure definitely like it just it just set the tone for that like that that love for you know working and travel or traveling to work but also you know finding home in in other places you know what I mean just something that really like brings you back to life and I think that he he knew that as an entrepreneur you know what I mean and um and all of the struggles and obstacles and whatever that, you know, he faces, like, you know, you have to be willing to switch it up a bit, you know? And, and I mean, he was, for, you know, for someone who really was like skating by in a lot of ways financially, you know, because that's a huge part of that nomadic life. I think that the he, he held on to his entrepreneurial spirit for so long because of his willingness to like go and learn in other places. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, we've learned that and also, like, are wanting to find ways to make that sustainable. Yeah, I think travel, um, travel for me has, at prior to, was more about self-exploration and reflection and learning and being able to grow. It was more of, like, leadership and, and personal development a lot of the times when I would travel. And so meeting you and seeing you on this tour, I was just like, wow, like this is really cool to have you to be able to witness it. And I think initially uh, when we first started dating and when we really started to get deep into our relationship, my role in supporting you was things like you would come home and I would like draw a bath for you or schedule you a massage appointment later. It was Talk more crying tears of joy. It was more like aftercare, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? And making yeah. sure that you were doing the things to be able to replenish yeah. because I knew the work that I, did, I really wasn't familiar with your work. Um, you know, in the in the depth and breadth of it at that time, I just knew that you would come home and it and it looked like you had exerted a lot of energy and not like necessarily physical energy, but emotional and mental energy. And so being able to support that and helping you, you know, replenish, I think was really like a part of um, one of the ways that we first started working together and then, you know, starting to edit copy and, you know, talking through some of the things that you were wanting to do and you were like mapping out content. And this was all very new to me. Like social media, I was like, absolutely not. Like social media, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Like it feels very inv invasive and um, I'm an extremely private person. And so uh, it just felt very exposing to see the way your platform was growing and and how you shared with your audience and the way that you connected with your audience and it also I think for me it took a long time for me to really understand how that was integral to your business and the way that you were building your business you know um 
so it was it was that was a very interesting time frame i think in our relationship because again we're we're still navigating communicating mm-hmm. our like who we are as people and then who we are in business and then also being able to articulate our needs about what we wanted and what kind of support we actually needed um i think was one of the things that really was a growth spot for us and and allow for us to really explore that in a beautiful way and sometimes we were great at it and sometimes it was like absolutely not and then i think you know we talk a lot about us being both being capricorns uh lord jesus (laughs) and so you know that about two people going head first at something you know that work that work ethic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and our and our desire to do things well, yeah. and wanting to show up in a way that was that was powerful and meaningful, and having some type of purpose, I think was really something that we were really trying to find out where we were individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I wasn't traveling with you. And then things switched. I think when I started traveling with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your work and so just trying to figure out like you know what you needed and and again realizing which was also it was like a strange it was a strange dynamic at first like we really struggled with that like you know and I'm I'm very grateful and you know because the first year of my tour like I don't really know how I was doing what I was doing. The grace of God. By the, it was nothing but the grace. The God. Nothing but the nothing grace. but the okay. Lord. The Lord. Okay. Um, because I was doing a lot in a twenty-four hour time span. You know. Like, I mean, y'all. Her travel schedule was <clears throat> insane. She would get up at like three or four in the morning, go to the airport, uh, get to wherever it was that she was going. So let's just use like from Chicago to L.A. Right. That's a four or five hour flight. You get there, you go get breakfast, you do whatever it is that you're doing throughout the course of the day. Like, what does that look like? And then you go, then you teach a class. And then sometimes you're you weren't necessarily staying overnight. You were doing 24 hour turnarounds in that and I'm just like that is insane like I'm like absolutely not like I will in my mind I'm sitting at home thinking to myself like there would never like if we were in business together I absolutely would not be doing all 24 hour trips fast forward we've done a couple 24 hour trips (laughs) I mean because you don't it's so easy I think it's so easy to be um to be judgmental you know what I'm saying And, and and interject like what you think you would do when you're not in the thick of it You know, versus what you end up doing or what you, the decisions that you end up, that you make because of whatever the resources are, time constraints, sometimes the way the calendar was set up, booking, um, needing to be back, taking care of family things, like other obligations, it really shapes and, 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 and changes how you're actually, what, what you think you would do versus what you actually do and given those circumstances. And I think that that's really one, uh, that's another thing that really changed my whole mind and I you know I I was like wow like running a business and thinking you running a business or thinking about what you how to run a business versus actually doing it two totally different worlds you know and that and your travel schedule though I'm y'all we used I used to be looking at her like you got me and life fucked up okay like I ain't you what what is this and I and again because of the way that I was traveling it wasn't for work you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. mm. And I, I, that, I think that that was like, that was probably our biggest, uh, one of our biggest bones of contention. Yeah, that was a hell of a hurdle um, to climb. That was a fucking mountain. You know, because in my mind, I'm like, you get in, you get the work done and you, and you go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and you try to reduce expenses wherever you can and just like go, you know? Yeah. But I realized that in being so rigid around how I was caring for myself in the process of showing up to be a service provider and to do this work for people. Cause you know, I was going and teaching a five hour class by myself. I, I, you know, at the time didn't have, you know, the resources to be able to have an assistant and you know, all of this, you know, and that also was like, you know, being working on something on your own, you limit the solutions that you can find for problems because you know, over the course of the last two years, we've come up with other, you know, solutions for being able to find support in, you know, in various cities. And so, and, you know, but it's like when you're exhausting all of that energy on your own and trying to put all the pieces together on your own, 
it just becomes, you know, becomes very challenging. And, and it so, consumes you, you know what and I mean? It, and it consumes you. And so you. finding a way to create that separation, I think, was one of the, was something else that we really had to work hard at and be intentional about knowing, like, okay, this is when work stops and this mm-hmm. is when we are now, you know, spouse and wife. This is when, yeah. this is our time as people and then um, versus how much time we're going to put into the the business and then I think also maintaining our own individual visions and how we were the things that we wanted to pursue because we while we have businesses that are collective and that we do together we also have work that is individual and for ourselves and and for and it's our work you know Mm -hmm. and so while we can support each other in that we're not necessarily a part of creating that mm-hmm. we're not a part of that creation process and mm-hmm. so being able to to be honest about some of the things that we wanted versus the things that we were investing so much time into was one of the things that I think that we really were like had to like take a look and sit back and say wait how much time can we actually put into this what do we what are the other things that we want to do as a family and what does that look like from a life planning and a quality of life standpoint as we move forward, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you think is, what has been one of either difficult, challenging, or uh, when you think about some of the lessons and things that we've worked through and grown through, what what mm. stands out for you? Mm. Oh my gosh. Um... I would probably have to say, like, the, like, you know, not being consumed by work. Mm. You know, like what we were just talking about. Um, You know, again, you know, not having a... I want to say this with a sense of accountability, but also be very realistic about some of the challenges around, you know, being... being Mm self-employed because I think there's a big difference between running a business and being self-employed. Come on and talk about it. Um, And so I've been (laughs) self-employed for, I've created a job for myself Mm. um, for the last 10 years. And I think that in getting married and seeing like the other things in life that I want to be able to make space for and have time for and to actually be able to enjoy life together and, you know, everything not being wrapped up in like, oh, we're taking a trip because we're working, you know, or everything being tied to, you know, the next project or the next thing, but actually being able to like, you know, just enjoy the like day to day stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, I realized that I, I needed to, actually create a business you know I needed to form it in a way that it could outgrow me and that's been you know a huge lesson in like letting go and also like understanding what other you know skill sets I bring to the table and you know like you that's real you've really like helped me to understand like you know sometimes when you're doing in the day-to-day like you don't see all of the different things that you've been doing um And I didn't realize like how much, you know, strategy and direction and, you know, all of this that I was kind of putting into the different areas of my business. And, you know, that became like, you know, where in a lot of times it felt disempowering because I was doing so many things, you know, when I I could really understand like the distinction between the actual service that I provide and the thing that gets me there. Mm. It was like, wow, like, okay, I have... I can, you know, use this skill set to like, you know, help you with, you know, whatever project and, you know, do that piece of it so that that's something that's taken off of your plate, you know, and like just being able to like find those different like skill sets and resources, you know what I mean? And like, and now starting to shape them into roles, you know, like that we are over time, I, I probably think over the next, you know, three to five years, like trying to build a team of people that are like helping us bring these, these visions to life. Because I think there's a lot of things that we both want to do, like you're saying, like collectively and individually that all works kind of in this like really nice infrastructure. They all feed each other in some way. Um, And so that's been the biggest lesson for me. It's like, you know, what are, what are we, what are we, 
what's the vision? You right. know what I mean? What? Why am I waking up and doing all of this work? Like, what is it actually fueling? Correct. You know? And just like looking at that bigger picture and understanding that at the end of the day, it can't always be the work. Yeah, nah, I think that's 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 it, hell of it, It's like it, ha- you know, if every if every result or end result is t- attached to the work, and I have no, you know, there's nothing refueling just life, just us, just you know the things that we're wanting to, you know, the freedom that we want to have or the stability or the you know, what have you, like, you know, what am I work? what am I really working towards? Yeah, and I think that a lot of times, though, we, it, entrepreneurship and being self-employed, um, first of all, I want to say I really appreciate the breakdown of self-employed and entrepreneurship, and so there's this uh, book um, by a writer named, an author named Robert Kiyosaki, and he talks about um, this thing called the cash flow quadrant. And there's four quadrants. And it's like, you know, you have on the left side, you have an employee, self-employed. And then on the right side, it's a business owner and investor. And when you think about, you know, when you are to your point, when you talk about being self-employed, you really are still doing everything. You are exchanging your time for money. So the left side of the quadrant is about you exchanging your time for money. The right side of the quadrant is about you your money is working for you. And so mm-hmm. I think really what you're talking about here is is leverage and creating a way to find a way that you are not always you don't always have to be there or you don't always have to do the work in order to reap the benefits. Yeah. And that's really difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we're not we're not always taught how to create that type of leverage. We don't always come from backgrounds and families that have the resources to drop five, ten, fifteen million dollars into your startup so that you can hire a team mm-hmm. and be able to mm-hmm. leverage your time and efforts. And so I think that, that that's a that's a valuable lesson and things that people can work towards. Yeah. And that's where I, I, I really feel like, you know, people who um I admire people who do step out in entrepreneurship, but I think that we also glorify it in a way that it becomes a sense of validation. It becomes a sense of purpose right. that this is what right. I'm, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's not the actual work that people get to recognize, honor and receive. It's all it's it, you're, you're now associating your worthiness, your value to what you can produce, what you can create. Yes. And I think that artists, creatives and service providers are people who fall into that trap and then now your now your mental health your your well-being your your regular your your actual overall health and well-being is being compromised by the fact that you're not sleeping by the fact that you're not eating by the fact that you're not practicing you know hygiene i was talking to a friend the other day and <laughs> she was like she was like so what is like what have, what have been some of your challenges with um with being an entrepreneur and i was like girl where you want me to start because you know people i i, I think about like elon musk uh-huh. right Oh my God. And how people, he owns Tesla and people are like, oh, like he's like, he's gone crazy. He's like sleeping in, in his factory and he doesn't leave and he probably doesn't shower. And I'm like, he probably doesn't shower. (laughs) He's like trying to run and try to figure out how to like, he's he's like running a freaking business and trying to figure out like how to create spaceships and solar power cars. (laughs) And like, would you sleep if you had to figure out how to to create a spaceship? These are things, you know what I'm saying? These are things that you don't. That people don't consider or take into consideration because it's like, do I get this done or do I take a shower? Do I get this done or do I make a meal? Do I get this done yeah. or do I go work out? Yeah. Like, and, and it's like the, what you, you, you have a, it's a fine line between sacrifice and dedication. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. And so I, I feel like people be out here, yes. you know, talking about this hustle and motivate. And I think that, you know, it is a grind. It is a hustle. But when you really start to have that, that, that paradigm shift is when you find the things that you're able to, when you're able to align, you know what I'm saying? When you go from hustling to aligning. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When you go from moving from I got to do, I this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm going to do it too, this is how we can get this done, these are the things that we want to do, yes. and this is how we're going to move this forward because, you know, they always say there's no I in team, but I tell people all the time, but there is a me, and you can sacrifice yourself 
for the advancement of your business. And I don't know anybody that that really is a is a system for does that, it serve? that. Yeah. How does that does serve you? Serve? You know what I'm saying? Your business, you your entrepreneurship and your business has to be able to serve you, too. Yeah. And if it don't, then you hustling backwards. Yes. And it's like, I think that you really get in that trap of overgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're using the entrepreneurship as a sense of validation, Woof. you know, like you're, 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 it becomes the thing that fuels the, or covers over the, you know. The actual work. The it becomes the work. source of motivation, the source yeah. of, you know what I'm saying? And that's why over at the Dandy Studio, we got that sweatshirt and that t-shirt that say what? Parking is for valid, uh, validation is for parking, not humans. You know what I'm saying? Because that external validation and being so front forward and front facing, I think even building in social media, you know what I'm saying? And you see this influencer culture and you see these large platforms growing and people, uh, you know, and trying to build that because it's a part of your business, a part of your marketing plan. And sometimes, unfortunately, if you are not producing content, if you are not putting something out there, then your business doesn't move. And that's devastating because when you don't have another source of income and or or when this is your only source of income when it's your livelihood if you don't move your feet you don't eat you don't eat and that's just it period you know and so i think it's about like finding you know sustainable ways to you know yield that type of influence and sustainable ways to produce content and sustainable ways to you know protect your energy to protect your energy Period. Period. Like that's the game. So, what about uh, what about some of the like na- like making things happen? So this is I think <laughs> I think you know you know exactly <laughs> what comes to mind. What you New know? York? Yes. Oh my Can god. We which story? which one? Because Are we I feel like. I think think we might have told a little bit about the Nor'easter situation, or have we not talked about that? Oh my God. Yo, so listen. (laughs) Last year, uh, we went to. So this is year two of the tour. And and we were going to New York to do not one of your uh, pop-ups or 90-minute experience. This was kind of like a weekend immersion experience, yeah. right? And so, um, in my mind, so I just want to give you all context. In my mind, I'm like, yo, we going to New York. We going to be there for a few days. This is amazing. We going to be in Times Square. We going to be, you Look, know. And I'm like, all right, we got to get off the plane. We're going to the studio. We're doing this. We got to get to the house. This is it. This is the plan. You know, we There is our, no time for no, enjoyment. You know, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to be no tourists, right? And I don't, right. you know. This is probably like my 10th time to New York to teach. I'm like. I'm, in I'm and in, out. In and out. You that's, know what I'm that's it. <laughs> and so, first of all, money was hella funny. You know, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't even funny. It was just tight. Tight, it was like just, right. Because it was also like, no like, air. Yeah, that's true. Look, <laughs> man, tell me how I'm gonna breathe with no, no air. air. <laughs> it was just tight. It was just. So, okay. I mean, like one, so we literally had to like plan it down to a T and first time I've ever made a budget. Man, come on, girl, because <laughs> I, mean, I have been harping on her. Like if you don't make a budget for these experiences, y'all, we done, we done quit and fired each other so many damn oh, times. Man. I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so we're like, all right, we're going to go to New York. I don't even know what day of the week we left. Maybe a, a Thursday. Or a Friday? It was Thursday. Okay. No, 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 Friday. No, I think we got Friday. that Friday morning. Mm-hmm. We booked our Airbnb. So here's the deal. The class and the experience was taking place in the city. So Manhattan. We somehow... I booked the Airbnb, which was usually not my job. Okay? <laughs> that That's the problem. I overstepped boundaries. And I was, I was oh, trying was to... Not, oh, okay. I was trying to do all the things. Come on, right? accountability. Okay? You was doing all the things, right? I was right? doing all so, the things. So, in other words, hashtag team too much. Team too much. Uh, well, uh, hey. so, <laughs> <laughs> so, you booked this space. You booked the Airbnb. Because I'm, like, you, you I'm like, oh, this is on nice. It's on the water. And I'm thinking to myself, like, where are you booking space on the water? Because one, how's that in the budget? But two, you know, like, okay. So I'm, I'm like, it's a little writer space. It's cute. You know. Y'all, I she think- booked the space in Long Island. So our, our New York 
Our East Coast folks, y'all already know that if we talk about trying to trying to secure and, and be within budget, teaching in Manhattan, going back and forth two or three days from Long Island, Manhattan, that's a whole experience. But we ain't even we there yet. We didn't know. We, we ain't, we, we ain't we, there yet. We had no idea. So, so we get off the plane. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and my plan, go down the list. I'm like, it says buy a bus ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. I'll buy you know, I think I said I'll buy two unlimited passes. So we got like the little metric car. Right. So I'm like, cool. That's, you know, check so we, that off. So we good. Budget. So we going like, to get on. <laughs> so this was like our first time really starting to navigate public transportation. Yes. So in, in, in a different city. So we, we get on the first bus and we, you know, talking to the bus driver. He giving us shit for, for coming from Chicago. Yes. You know. And he like, where y'all going? And we like, oh, we looking for the Long Island Railroad. He's, he's like, like, oh, y'all going to have to buy another ticket. I'm like, so no. I'm So at this point. I'm like, I mean, I could just feel my pressure rising. So I look over at Rashi. She like, no, nah, no, nah, we we good. We got the weekend pass, whatever, whatever. I'm like, so I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm like, no, nah, man, something in my gut this don't feel right. This don't this don't feel right, y'all. We get so to the we platform. Get up to the platform. We try to get on the little situation. <laughs> and the- <laughs> So we go over to the little ticket counter. He was like, oh, nah, you got to go over there and buy, you know, for the LIRR, the Long Island Railroad. So we like, I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm fuming, right? So I march over to the other side. We got our bags. Okay. We got book bags and uh, um, a suitcase and a suitcase just for, for context. <clears throat> so we get over to the daggone counter and, and sis is like, oh yeah, it's going to be like, how many times y'all going to need to come back and forth? Like nine or 10? Oh, you looking at another hundred or whatever. Now, mind you, our transportation budget was like $75. Yes. Tops. Tops. Y'all, I'm standing at the I, counter. I, I, I just start to say, look to your left. <laughs> I just I look crying. to my left, and y'all, I'm talking crocodile, <laughs> ugly tears. I mean, y'all, I, I thought I was in a movie. I'm I looking like, like, oh no. I mean, she is devastated. I, was and like, she's like, I mean, I'm furious with the lady because, of, of course, this is her fault. <laughs> because okay. she's giving us the information that we need to do the shit that we need to do, right? So, Melon jumps into superhero mode, right? So they're like, all right, cool. Now we know, like we got I mean, the- you know, because one of the things is I am a I am a salesperson. Like I am, you know what I'm saying? I tell people I can sell water to a well, fire to the devil. So I'm like, yo, uh, we gotta sell these metro tickets. And or if we gonna have to buy another transportation, we gotta sell these metro tickets that we just bought. So I go back over to the counter for the for the metro pass, and I'm like, yo, like can can uh how can I get rid of these? Can I exchange them? He was like, yeah, well, you can get a refund, but you got to mail it back. Get them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, bro. Like, you, first like, of all, what? you're not about to send me no check and I need this money right now. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, how would it be possible if I can get somebody to just give me the cash for these? Could I do that? He was like, I mean, technically you're not supposed to resell it, but I understand your situation. So, I mean, I'm just going to look away. So I'm like, cool. Cool. So. Meanwhile, Rashi still she still standing there with her metro ticket in hand. I mean, y'all, I, I at this point I'm like, people gonna think we homeless. Like people are gonna think because oh we look so broke, busted, we, and disgusted. Oh like God. it was it we was so a sad. tragedy. So Miller's out here like I'm, you know so I immediately I turn around, my Spanish kicking, I'm like, Necesita una tarjeta? Like I'm like, cause this dude was standing there. <laughs> I sell my I sell the first one out the gate. Ooh, boom. boom. So I get it. Done. Sell it to this dude. Uh, to this Spanish speaking homie. And I'm like, to this Spanish speaking man, he buys my ticket from me. he look at the trans he look at the uh transportation service person like, yo, is this for real? He like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They just got it, whatever, whatever. So I sell the first one out the gate. I turn around what? and look at right. <laughs> I'm like, I mean I mean Balling, y'all. Like, I'm like, yo, uh-uh. I said, baby, I said, hold on, baby, give me, give I me, because so you 
know, also like devastated in major cities. There's a lot of things that go on in these train stations, and people don't be trusting you. <laughs> I'm like running up on folks, and so then I had to realize, like, yo, whoa, you gotta chill. You gotta like, you chill. can't be running up on people. People might think you over here on some on on oh, some, some goofy. Okay, you know what I'm like, saying? So you, so no, so I ain't trying to cause no problem, make anybody feel unsafe, whatever. So I like back. Just give me the ticket. You, I need you to go stand right over here. Okay, just stand right oh, here. Give me the ticket. Y'all, so I turn around. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell this other ticket. This other couple come. This this non melanated folk come up. These white folks come up, and they like, ah, uh, well, ah, uh, are you sure that this is? How do I know that there's money on the card? And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I look at the the, the transaction. Can you please tell them? They was like, yeah, they just bought it. You know what I'm saying? They're, they they it hasn't been used. She's like, well, how much did you pay for it? I'm like, the the weekend rate. It's a weekend pass. Like, aren't you from? Don't you live here? Well, I just I just don't know. Like, I mean, it feels like I should pay less. I'm like, lady, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't have less to give you so this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take a dollar off for what <laughs> i think it's two dollars i don't know whatever it was i wasn't coming up off of for real like i was mad but i knew we, we also was on the time constraint because we gotta get to long island and then we gotta get back to the city because there's actual programming that we need to do later this <laughs> evening so lady while you standing here trying to negotiate this dollar fifty i'm gonna need you to come are you Woo. do you or do you not want this ticket okay she's like okay well i'm gonna buy it so boom sell the second one Go over, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. I, I mean, I could well, By the time we got on that Long Island Railroad, we was just like sad, salty, <laughs> <laughs> salty and soggy. Okay, yeah, like, it was just like oh, it was like my oh, Jesus, God, get there. Uh, it was cool. It was a cool little spot. The 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 place was dope. But then we get back to uh we get back to so it's, we get we, it's this, so we get through day one we get back to the cool. city we like you cool. know we did it we did high it. five done. high five done cool we gotta we gotta get ready for day two as we but hold on as we're the night before we're, as we're walking <laughs> no. into the house dude this dude was like yo like y'all need to park y'all car on the other side because if they saying at the nor'easter it, it might flood and i'm like well we didn't drive we you know we uber whatever um he's like oh, okay so we like going to the crib we like nor'easter we don't know what okay whatever guys thank you we get into the crib the next day we wake up rashi wakes up i wake up so i'm writing i'm writing hate mail to myself okay <laughs> Why did I do this? Why did I think this was a good idea? I'm just like panicking, you know, because I don't like to be at the end of the rope of the budget. Like, I don't I don't like that. Right. So I'm like, I'm really mad at myself. OK, so I'm like sitting there. I'm writing this early in the morning. You sleep. And then I look outside. Y'all, she get up at ungodly hours. Like, I'm telling you, she get up. It don't matter what time. I be time, up with Jesus. I'm it telling you, it don't, it don't matter what time zone we in, okay? She wakes up no matter what at between 4 and 5 every day in the morning. Maybe 6. If she sleep till 7, she I mean, she's sick. And, then, like, <laughs> like, and that's just not me. Like, I am not. I'm only a morning person on, on Pacific Standard Time, okay? So, so <laughs> this is church <laughs> so you know I, if i wake up at five in the morning and my mind is really eight in the morning oh so because you're from the east coast you know what <laughs> y'all i'm from Columbus, ohio i cannot stand Go. people from chicago swear they're the only thing in the midwest anyway so you wake up you writing over there i kind of crack my eye i see you writing but i don't i don't get up yet i don't think we had to be in the city till like one yeah but that but, meant that we needed to leave long island at 11 <laughs> so so, so calm down. So, 10.30. So, so, so I look up and I'm like, oh, it seems like it's uh, raining. I'm like, it's kind of rainy. You know, and I see like, you know, a little bit of water coming down the street. Like accumulating at the curb. Like a puddle, right? It feels like, right? like a puddle. Feel like a puddle. Not, I get no up. No big deal. So no big deal. So I get I'm up like, at like I think, 9, right? I'm like, man, I think it's time for you to start getting up. You know, because we got to make this train at 10.30. You know? <laughs> uh I get up and I go, you know, like I normally do. I wake up, go over, kiss you on your neck. I look up out the window and I'm like, what the, what is going on? It's water coming down the road. Like now the whole street probably has maybe an inch or two. It's like up to halfway up to the curb. And I'm like, I don't think that this 
this is something this is obviously not right and the weird part was there was a uh, a man-made lake to the left of the house but the water was coming from the right of the house and i'm like well, where is this water coming oh, this from this don't make any damn sense because if, if it's gonna flood you <laughs> would think it'd be coming from <laughs> is that you <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so i'm like yo we need to make a move we gotta get up we gotta get ready we got to get out of here. So now I'm rushing. We get out. By the we, time we message in the Airbnb host like, yo, like, is this like, what's the Is deal? this normal? She was like, oh, you know, like, don't worry about it. It's probably just, man. We get outside. Let me tell you something right the F now. That water was up to our knees. The water has, it wasn't up to, well, yes, up to it your, was. it was up to your knees. It was mid, it oh. was mid, it was mid cat for me. Huh. But but okay. the thing is, <laughs> by the time we got outside, the water was now covering and coming up to the yard. So it had covered the curb and was coming up. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, so mind you, we didn't pack our suitcase. We left our suitcase in the house. So we just had our so, book bag. So we just had our book bag. And I'm, but I'm like, like, oh my God. And we have, to, we have to get to the city to on the, time. So we're trying to get to the train. So I look over at her. I'm like, damn, like you got to teach. There's no way that you can have like soggy shoes plus you know what I'm saying you you know you I'm just thinking of all the things like you know I don't want you to get sick I don't want you so I'm like oh okay this I, I had my my slides my slip on uh sandals so I'm like yo you wear my sandals I'm going to put our I'm gonna put our gym shoes in our bag so at least when we get to the train we'll have dry socks and and, yeah. and, and shoes because you know you gotta take care of your hands feet and your head like if you ever in a situation that's what you gotta do so I'm like so I end up walking barefoot, barefoot through this cold ass water, y'all. There was worms. It was. It, it was disgusting. Fuck a worm. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> it was cold because this is also this is November. Yes, it's November in New October. York. October. Was it, it was October? Because this was before we went to. Yeah, too. this was before New Orleans. Yeah. So October. Freezing. Freezing. Okay. Freezing. It's freezing cold. It's freezing. It's raining. We got lost because we were trying to walk to the train that day. And we ended and up you having to... And you couldn't call an oh, Uber no, because, because there was drive, no way they to, get, drive to, to get to the house. So we're like, oh my God. She, I'm like, girl, let me tell you something. You, I, I love you. And that's all I kept saying to myself. Like, I love you. I, I, I love her. Like, because, I was just like, what? I'm like, this is, this is, this, this, no. This is this no. ain't it. This so ain't now, it. And we, instead so of you know canceling the class or you know because whatever, you know, that would have that would have made sense, you know, right? Because, I mean, we're in a freaking flood or whatever this nor'easter situation is, and I mean we're trudging through this water. We probably had to walk a mile and a half to get out of it to get to the point where we were able to at least call an Uber. Yeah. By time and and we, at, so we called the Uber. And we're like, all right, well, we missed the train. So we're going to have to wait for the next train. We'll go to this, you know, Panera over here, sit down, try to get ourselves together. Warm we'll, up. We'll go back to the train. Y'all. So we're like, all right, cool. It's time for us to go to the train. We call another Uber to get us over there because at this point, we're not walking nowhere. Y'all. We get to the train. And the driver's like, why are those fire trucks blocking the train off? Yo. The train tracks are on fire. On fire. <laughs> <laughs> we get out at the station. And yeah. the train tracks are on fire. I couldn't believe it. And all the trains are stopped. There's no train coming There's through. no train coming. The trains are canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be in the city in an hour. <laughs> and so I just, I just... I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was just like, if you ever <laughs> in life, I, I mean, and it was, it was so piercing. Like, I was I just like, was so, I was so sad for her and I was so sad for us. And I just, I looked at her and I just grabbed her and I was like, we, you know, man. baby, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And so, of course, as she's wailing, people are walking by now thinking that it's a domestic or something. <laughs> so, we, and it's a whole, it's a it's whole like, other. You know, and I'm just like. Because people always see, you know, see stuff like that and think that there's yeah. something. And I appreciate, 
you know the 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 the, the pause the pause and the concern yeah but it was but it it's was also evident it's also that, like we're in long island yeah so two, you know oh my god so we ended up having to call yet another expensive a we took uber. a we took a hundred dollar uber to the a city hundred dollar <laughs> Uber to the city because of course the prices are surging at this point now and if you don't recall our transportation budget for the entire weekend was $75 that's it blown blown gone blown blown this so, man, oh you know, man. So we get, you know, it was, it was, just like, and then we get to the city, and then the people that we know in the city was like, oh, y'all could have like took an Uber to the next train stop over, or gone to like something, and you would have been able to get on the underground train just to come to the city, and you would a mess, okay? We was like a mess, okay? I mean, talk about super salty. <laughs> Hurt. <laughs> and, and at this we, point, we was just like, "Don't talk." Look, yeah, I, I, that's it. Like we gonna we gonna okay. get this experience. And mind you, the experience turned out beautiful. Oh man! I, I mean, the the imagery, the photos, the sessions. Oh my god! Like it was beautiful. Shout uh, out to Amanda from the Divulge Project. Yeah, oh like god. yo, she Amanda showed up and showed the see, fuck her out, her man. shoots for for the clients that were there were amazing you know what i'm saying like and and i i just yeah that was you would have never really known had we not kind of documented the process shared some of the information you would have never known that that was what was happening i did i do want to say that i appreciate you reaching out to someone and asking for support you had had the um the intuition, I guess, to have an assistant. And so you had somebody who was able to go do groceries and pick up stuff that you needed for the experience that day. So that was, that was clutch because we had no time. There was no way that we would have been able to do that. But I will, I have to say, needless to say, because our budget was blown to smithereens at this point, (laughs) guess, guess who had to eat McDonald's in New York? Guess who was salty that they had to eat this fake food? We got a running joke now. When we travel, it's like you we gotta eat McDonald's at least once. You gonna make me eat McDonald's this whole trip, <laughs> y'all? Let me tell y'all something. I nothing again. I mean McDonald's. I mean obviously watch Super Size Me on Netflix, and you'll understand. But uh, that's just not the type of quality of life that I'm that I'm interested in. And I I yeah. was it was a mess. But I say all that to say like we. We really had to get our shit together. Yeah. Like that was one of those moments where we was like, "Yo, this cannot be it. Yeah. This can't be life. This can't be. This is not how I want to live. We need to create a different plan for ourselves." But it also goes to show, like, how you navigate uncertainty, how you navigate these circumstances, and how you really get through and grow through these these challenging times. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be. You gotta be. Uh, adaptable. You got to be flexible. You got to be amenable to be able to 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 move around when something come up. Because otherwise, we could have still been standing on that platform at the beginning of the trip, shivering yeah. and crying. Yeah, and I think that you know, for me, it was just like, you know, I I realized like <clears throat> some really the way in which I had watched people do business. Growing up, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, and um, I realized that where many of the people who I've watched do business went wrong was in, you know, constantly sacrificing themselves for the work, you Uh know, and constantly, you know, putting the business ahead of the things that they needed for themselves, you know. Uh But when you're in this, you know, also when you're in this cycle of poverty, you know what I mean? And you're, you know, trying to find ways to do work that is fulfilling, that doesn't like diminish your sense of humanity, that also like fits with whatever other, you know, your childcare needs, your, you know, caretaker needs or whatever the case may be, because, you know, various things affect people's ability to, you know, show up for work. Mm-hmm. You know, when your your business, it's, it, it, it's we're business for, you know, our counterparts may be something that creates a sense of financial freedom, you know, because of their ability to get investors or because of the ability to have like, 
you know, other resources in place that make it sustainable Mm -hmm. can create more devastation for someone who's already in that cycle of poverty. And so um, I remember us going to, you know, we were doing some research on like, you know, just like uh, housing needs, Mm -hmm. right? And remember when we went to that family, I can't remember what the name of the, it's like FII something, Um, but they talked about like, what does it do for a family to have an additional, what is it like, fifteen hundred or three thousand dollars or something like that, just in a savings, like that they can use for emergencies, that they can use for, you know, to to do a project for whatever they need. Like it's not, there's no stipulation on it. It's like you can only use this for groceries, or you can only use this for, you know, subsidizing your rent or whatever the case may be. But really, like three thousand dollars that you can use for anything you know and 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 they had created this structure where they were able to provide you know over like i guess you get it like over the course of two years you build up the savings and the significant change that it made in the lives of the people who were in that program you know whether or not they were you know self-employed or you know working or caretaking or whatever the case may be but you know just like what does that back what does having that foundation do for you as a family you know um and i think that that's you know that's not a model that i've had you know as a business owner and so like it's often like hand to mouth. It's hand, like I'm, I'm doing, hand to mouth you know, and... or equivalent to living paycheck to paycheck. You yes. know what I'm saying? And I think even as employees, <clears throat> excuse me, people, people often are one paycheck away from homelessness. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or, you know, uh, you know, an extra thousand dollars a month drastically changes how someone is the quality of someone's life. Yes. And so I think that those are the things that we had to learn. Yeah. You know, we had to learn how to, what does, what does, it's one thing to say we want to be sustainable and have stability, but what does that actually look like? Yeah. And what does that look like for our family? Because it's different for us than it is for somebody else. Yeah. You know, navigating uncertainty. Yeah. What does that look like? What are the support structures that we need in order to make sure that we're able to take care of ourselves? What does self-care look like? Because I'm telling you right now, self-care take on a whole different definition of meaning You in situations and circumstances like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think making a a commitment to working differently, you know, and just like, you know, uh, you know, again, just like finding that sense of accountability and also understanding, like, what are the circumstances that were or the the realities of what you're up against as, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, Mm -hmm. of color as an entrepreneur, a black queer entrepreneur, like, there's just a significant, you know, difference in the, the challenges and just knowing that going in, you know what I'm saying, has been... Excuse me. Bless no, you. thank you. Um, knowing that going in, just it just changes the way in which you're going to work, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that those experiences, like what we had in New York, um, just that like the experience that we had in New York, just definitely it, it shifts it shift me out of it feeling like being self employed or just creating a job for myself was enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't account for me having a family. And I think that was the difference in, you know, what I saw growing up and, you know, the challenges that I saw the, you know, people in my family who had businesses, including my mom and my dad, what they had, you know, they, they were, you know, my mom definitely put, you know, other people's needs and the business needs before herself. And, you know, she, you know, talks about how, like, you know, how the things that she would have done differently, you know, had she been the first priority in the business, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and what does that look like? You know, maybe it's shorter work hours. Maybe it's, you know, not having as much inventory. Maybe it's, you know, not having a brick and mortar, you know, and, and I think being traveling entrepreneurs and traveling business owners and digital business owners at that, you know, like, it has it it really reshapes i think the possibility of what you know owning a business can look like and and what it can mean to be sustainable like you know you if your business is digital you can also have another stream of income and have a job you yeah, know there's nothing look, that nothing that impedes or get in, gets in the way of that yeah and i think that that really came when we sat down and talked about our goals and one of our goals was to be location independent yeah 
you know, and when we started talking about looking at being location independent, it was okay, well, what kind of business structures do we need to put in place and how can we make that so? And then we started realizing that we, we didn't want to put all our eggs in one basket and we wanted to have multiple streams of income. Okay, so what does that look like and how are we able how are we able to make that make that happen? And so um and then And what is the foundation like? Because, you know, location independence for us, you know, it could be you know, 10, 15 years from now, Correct. you know what I'm saying? But yes, like, what is, yes. what is, what is the, what is the foundation that we need in order to make that so, you yes. know? So, I mean, I think like, it's like breaking it up in short term, intermediate and long term goals, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And really being honest about where we are right now mm-hmm. versus where we want to be. And, uh, you know, like I say, you, you and can't... not letting that, that the shiny object syndrome, yeah. like affect the choices that we're making today, you know, not letting the influence, not letting the cloud, not letting the idea of having some semblance of importance in the world, you know, affect the choices that we're making today that will actually allow us to have a real impact. Absolutely. You can't just ride the wave of being at the, being at the mountaintop or being being in the valley be the things that's driving your decisions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't be swayed by yeah. the oh, the highs, man. the extreme highs and the extreme lows. And you know, I know and I think it's it's you you have you can't go from one to five without accounting for two, three, and four. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think that we really um had to come to realize together. And then I think the last thing that I'll say about that is prioritizing our healing, prioritizing our 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 own needs Mm -hmm. and making sure that we secure our mask first before we start, you know, trying to do all these other things. And uh, when we started doing that, we realizing that we're, we're really on the brink of disrupting and breaking generational cycles of trauma. Um, Generational cycles of poverty and, and, and illness and, you know, just really, you know, understanding like the 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 blessing and the opportunity that's in our hands right now you know to be able to do to to change to change direction and to be able to do better yeah shifting that narrative to shift that narrative for ourselves and so i i really um you know i've learned a lot and i really enjoy and i'm grateful to work with you and um I'm really excited about these new adventures and next chapters and us really getting serious about what it is that we want to accomplish in the world for ourselves, for our family, and um, for each other and with each other. So I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And I just, you know, like, I think that this, like, this, 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 uh, if I can say, the conversation took a more, took a different turn. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that, there's a there's a lot to look back and laugh at now you know um about some of the things that we've experienced and just like bumping our head up against the wall and trying to figure this thing out um but i know that like that was you know those things were you know they were really they rocked us you know what i mean just individually and collectively and so i'm just grateful to have a spouse and a partner and a business partner and a friend that really, you know, believes in me, you know, and believes in me despite, you know, some of the, some of the mistakes and, you know, and, and the growth spots and the challenges and the obstacles, you know, because it's all fun and games. It's all cute pictures. It's all like highs and wins and, you know, yeah, you know, like we did this thing, you know, like this, you know, there's all this pomp and circumstance around that, you know, but the it's that it's the it's that stuff that happens behind the scenes and being able to in those moments where you know we do sit down on the train finally and we just look at each other and just you know it's like damn like we are we on the plane heading home and we're like damn like that's that's crazy you know we did that we did that so I'm I'm grateful to to have somebody by my side to have you by my side in in that in in doing that work and and I'm like I'm really excited for you know what's ahead of us in 2020 you know and to to you know when you know better you do better yeah you know 
And yeah, you gotta grow through what you go through for sure. All those growth moments. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, girl. I love you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank y'all again for checking in with us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Queer and Mary. And you can find me at Rashida Conbay Miller. And I'm at Remix Your Style. We want you all to visit our website at www.queerandmary.com. There you're going to find links to all the dope things that we got planned for y'all. So you got our VIP list, which will keep you up to date on upcoming podcasts, questions that we have for you all as our listeners, upcoming events that we're thinking about. And then you'll also find links to our stores, the Temptress Boudoir, which is a lingerie store, and the Dandy Studio, our graphic tea store. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and leave a review on all your favorite streaming platforms. We'll check in with y'all later. Peace. Peace.